Hello, everyone, and welcome to this Chemical Conversations podcast for the Argus Global Steam Cracker Economic Service, brought to you by Argus Media. I'm Lauren Williamson, VP for Commercial Product, and I'm joined by our sector leader, SVP Chuck Venesia, our VP of Ethylene, Jimmy Levine, and lead analyst, Chris Cothran, along with Dinesh Kalyarasu. You've all seen the headlines on energy price volatility, and it is taking center stage in most of our analysis work these days, particularly since the conflict between Russia and Ukraine heightened the global ramifications. So maybe let's start with that. Chuck, when you're looking at chemical production economics, particularly at the cracker level, just how significant have these latest implications been? It's really been surprisingly strong and and disruptive to the markets, particularly those crackers which are cracking naphtha. It's not just Europe, though. We were also seeing, as as we saw the run-up in crude oil and refined products prices, we were seeing negative margins in Northeast Asia as well, even prior to the invasion. And as a result, you'll have knockoff effects, not just on ethylene, but also on the cracker co-products. The other thing that's really emerging, too, aside from the supply-side shortfall, is the recent lockdowns, COVID-related lockdowns in the Shanghai area of China. And we're seeing cracker slowdowns and downstream cracker units, polyethylene, ethylene glycol units, having to slow down operating rates really sharply because they're not able to move the product out. You have the supply chain disruptions, and they're not able to get product out. And, of course, there's been a a marked drop in demand as the the Chinese economy has gone into lockdown. Thanks for that. Let me turn the next question to Dinesh. Dinesh, Asia and Europe seem to be particularly vulnerable right now. Can you tell us a bit more about the trends that you've seen there reaching back into maybe what's gone on this past fall of 2021? Yep. Thanks, Lauren. So cracker margins in Western Europe have experienced high volatility in the recent months. Producers have been witnessing extreme swings across feedstock on a daily basis. So the dominant story of the first quarter in 2022 is that feedstock and utility costs are on the rise. So this has been amplified by the invasion of Ukraine by Russia, which has basically sent global energy prices to unprecedented levels due to fear of sanctions. And this has majorly impacted margins across all feedstock in Western Europe, mainly butane, naphtha and gas oil. Uh, And these feedstocks have actually remained negative since February. In fact, imported U.S. ethane feedstock has remained the most attractive feedstock for ethylene cracking for the past 10 months in Western Europe. That being said, this accounts for only a small proportion of the total ethylene produced in Europe. Interestingly, despite having negative margins, this does not appear to have majorly impacted cracker operating rates. The reason is because producers meet contractual merchant obligations and internal derivative demand. However, it seems that feedstock cost increases are now being passed downstream. And there's also been a major shift in contract prices in April. Ethylene is at a plus 230 euros per ton and propylene, which is one of the main key co-products, at a plus 225 euros per ton. In Northeast Asia, from periods July to September 2021, uh, Asia cracker margins began seeing a downward trend. But at that point in time, it was still about $60 a ton. Losses began to dive further and turned into negative from October onwards. 
average cracker margin in periods between October to December dipped to negative $160 a ton, and then it eventually fell further to negative $277 a ton in the January to March period. The reason was because feedstock cost rose farther than olefin prices. Since last year, the fourth quarter, we saw a series of reduction in cracker operating rates in the region, and this was simply due to negative margins. So yeah, this is what we are currently seeing. Thanks, Lauren. Great insight. Now, I'd like to turn the focus a bit more toward the U.S. again. We know it's advantaged in its feedstock. So, Jimmy, there's also been a lot of investment to maximize the opportunities in this region. So how is this affecting overall ethylene production and co-product yields for North America? Where is the money to be made? Thanks, Lauren. Yeah, the U.S. has been investing and working very hard at maximizing the amount of ethane they can crack over really the last decade. And it's in environments like this where it's really paying off. Actually, there was a new milestone reached at the fourth quarter of 2021, where 85% of U.S. production of ethylene was via ethane cracking. Almost all U.S. companies crack ethane for the majority of their ethylene now. And the big money's being made when they actually are integrated, which has always been the case. What this means is they're cracking ethane to make the ethylene and consuming the ethylene in derivatives, primarily polyethylene, and selling the polyethylene at very high prices compared to the cost of, of cracking the relatively cheap ethane. Ethane continues, as Dinesh said, to be advantaged in, in all regions, even after paying a very high freight rate to move the ethane from the U.S., Gulf Coast and from the east coast of the U.S. into places as far away as India. For U.S. producers, it's clearly the ethane advantage that's driving the bulk of their profitability, as you've seen in in recent earnings reports on on large U.S.-based producers. Great. Thanks for that. And let me pass it over to our, our lead analyst on this service, Chris. Chris, you have a heavy hand in guiding this service each month. As an analyst, Tell us what components of the service do you find most compelling that are particularly unique or help you get the insight that's essential to guide our clients in planning purposes? Well, thank you, Lauren. I think it's the sort of snapshot charts of regional cash costs and margins. If you can look in one chart and see who's advantaged and who's going to be advantaged, because of the high frequency and amplitude of the data series, they can vary very significantly over a short span of time. And so you can quickly identify sort of disruptions to the market and uh, who's going to be advantaged at any given time. And a lot of this is because of the variety of steam cracker inputs and the outputs, the products they can produce. It's not as easy as with some markets. It's uh, much clearer. You look at two data points and you can identify, you know, who's advantaged. But in this case, because of the regional complexities and the inherent advantages that a given country has in terms of feedstock availability, it can often switch in terms of who's advantaged in one moment or another and who's going to be advantaged. And so I think seeing that in one chart in many cases and uh, or a handful of charts is very helpful. And also the underlying data provides the sort of backing to that. But, you know, seeing the prevailing advantage among feedstocks uh, relative to the cash costs for these steam crackers really can translate to an idea of what sort of inoriginal sort of advantages will, will develop or dynamics will develop. So you can really get a 
picture going forward on who's going to be advantaged in potential arbitrages, things like that. The price interaction is an important component of this, and in a matter of weeks, you can go from negative margins to one feedstock being much more advantaged over the other for certain regional contexts. The future idea, I think, is the most important aspect of this, how the curves interact with one another. I think that the primary sort of unique feature is the focus. I mean, it focuses just on steam cracker economics and uh, margin performance and looking at those curves to see where operators may be prompted to boost or trim operating rates based on our view of uh, where the economics of these facilities is going. Excellent insight. Thanks for that. Thank you. So that's all we actually have time for in this session, guys. Uh, thank you so much to our listeners, and we hope you found it insightful. I'd like to remind everyone that we have a publicly available methodology for this service. So to find out more about the Argus Global Steam Cracker Economics Service, please visit www.argusmedia.com forward slash chemicals. Thank you.